We're talking about our vision, what God has called us to do as a church. We do that every January. We've already talked about embracing, encouraging, equipping. Today we're going to talk about empowering. God wants to empower us. He has empowered us. And if you look at Ephesians 3, 16, Paul's praying and he says this, I pray that from his, meaning God's glorious, unlimited resource, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. God is all, all about empowering you because he wants to work in you. And when he works in you, ultimately, he will be able to work through you. But it has to start in you. And God wants to give you power. That word empower is not just a power like a lot of strength, but it's also authority. It means that God has given you as a believer, you have authority. Authority means when you have authority from God, it means you can do things in his name and walk with his authority. Jesus had authority over the enemy in Luke 10, 19. It talks about that he's given us authority and we can walk on the enemy. We can, we can overcome. We have power over the enemy, power over the devil. When he tries to convince you to do things or, or feel certain things or de- deceive you into thinking you're not going to make it, you know, or, or your life is just never going to get any better. Um, he, that's just the enemy trying to just take all your joy away, take all your hope and peace away. And, and that's, that's the enemy. God's given us authority over the enemy because your authority is only really as good as the authority that it comes from. So if, God's, if you're using God's authority, then you can say when the enemy comes at you, it says, you know, James 4, 7 says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he flees. It doesn't say just resist the devil. You have to submit to God first because when you submit to God and you walk in his authority, anytime the enemy wants to bring destruction in your life because he's coming to steal, kill, and destroy, according to John 10, that's what the enemy has come to do. When he tries to do that, you have authority from God to speak and to resist him, and he's got to flee because you have power because of the authority that comes from God. So for us, if we have God's authority, then we get to walk in that power. We get to walk in power. Every one of you, as a believer, and if you're not a believer, by the end of today, hopefully, you will be. But if you're not a believer, then you don't have access to that power right now. But as believers, you have power over the devil. You have a power over the enemy. You have power over your flesh. You have power to live out everything that God's called you to do. It's being able to just tap into that power and know that that power is something that God's given us. Uh, Chris on staff, Curtis, Cliff, all, those, all the people that are on staff that help in different areas, um, Brandon with youth. You know what? I give them authority to lead their department, which means if, if Brandon says to a youth leader, this is what, um, this is what we're going to do, and then they come to me and say, I don't want to. Listen, when Brandon says what we're, when, when, when I talk to Brandon and say, this is what I like to see, and Brandon takes that to his team, it's just as if I'm saying it. Because that authority is flowing through channels of authority. Make sense? So for God, he's ultimate authority. And we're not, a, we don't have authority because, oh, we're so great. We have authority because God's given us authority to say, listen, I'm giving you authority to overcome the enemy in your life, whatever that is. I'm giving you authority. You have authority that comes from me. So when you speak to that, it's as if I'm speaking to that, if you're lined up and connected to me. That's where, that's where we're going with this, and that's the importance of, of walking this power. So let's look about how power flows in us. 
First of all, power comes from God. Look at Luke 9, verse 1 and 10. Jesus calls his disciples together. He gives them power and authority to cast out demons and to heal all diseases. Then he sent them out to tell everyone about the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Here's what, here's what Jesus did. He did not send them out until he gave them the power and authority to do what they were supposed to do. And that's what God is doing to us. Before we can ever go out and empower people, we have to let God empower us. We have to receive the power that God has for us so we can then go out and be a conduit of that power that would flow to somebody else. Because we can empower people, but not with our power, just with the power that's coming from us, right? If I gave Chris 20 bucks and told him to give to Cliff, guess what? I, he didn't have the resources to meet that need. I gave it to him to give to him. So his, his source was not Chris. His source was, was me. So when God gives you power, God's the source of that power, and it can flow from you to empower other people, but it's God's power. That's the only power that's going to sustain. That's it. only that authority. Because it's Jesus and his authority that one day, according to the word of God, Every knee will bow to the name of Jesus. Every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. I want to encourage you, if you haven't done that, don't wait till then. Do it now. Because Jesus, there is no greater power on heaven and earth than his. None. All right, so Philippians 2.13. God is working in you. This is the cool part about God. Listen to what God does. He gives you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. God has already set this whole thing up that you can walk out what God has for you and he's going to give you the desire to do it and then he's going to give you the power to do it. I used to, get, I used to be afraid to really surrender my life to God because I thought he was going to call me to some place way out in the, you know, some place way in another country where people eat each other and it's just crazy. And that's what I thought. Oh, man, God's going to send me out there and they're going to try to kill me and they're going to try to. And I didn't want it. I was like, God, I don't want to do that. But guess what? He, God will give you the desire to do what he wants you to do. You know how I know? I never wanted to do this. I was very content. Well, growing up, I was wanting to be in the FBI. That was it. That was it. I am gonna, I'm going to clean the streets. I'm going to get rid of all the bad guys. When I walk down the street, they're like, oh, there's Jenkins. Don't mess with that dude. Yeah. That was my dream. But you know what? God started working on me. And he gave me a desire to go into ministry. So I did. And I was in youth ministry. I loved it. I thought, I'll do this forever. And then you know what? Something I, two things I said I would never do. Plant a church, be a senior pastor. I did them both. Why? Because God changed my desire. He actually gave me the desire and the power to do what he called me to do. I've seen it. I've experienced it. That's why I can tell you for sure. God will give you the desire and power to do what he tells you to do, what he wants you to do. He will give you that desire and power. If you just open yourself up to him, he'll do it. I wouldn't go do anything. If the FBI called me right now and said, bro, we got a spot for you. I'd be like, hey. Well, no, just kidding. I would say, hey, no. I wouldn't even think about it. Because I am so fulfilled because I'm doing what God has put in my heart to do. I'm fulfilling the desires that God has given me. I love it because God gave me the desire 
and the power. And it's really the desire and power to please him, which means I do this. And so that's how God, he gives us power. Let's go to the next one. 2 Timothy 1.7. A lot of times we talk about this verse and we only focus on what God didn't give us. God has not given us a spirit of fear. I have quoted that. People have quoted that. Every time, if you ever tell some believers, if you ever tell them, yeah, I'm nervous. God has not given you a spirit of fear. Hey, I was just saying, now I'm scared of you, you know. But we're so quick to just, God's not giving you that. God's not, and that's true. But look what he has given us. That's what's really good about this verse. God has not given us a spirit of fear. What has he given us? Power, love, and a sound mind. So God has given us power. So when we have that moment of fear and we're worried about, oh, no, what's this going to look like? What's going to happen? You know, we don't have to sit there and start, you know, you're not giving me spirit of fear. No, no fear. God's not giving me spirit. Don't, you know what? Just say, listen, you know what, God? You've given me power. You've given me love, and your love casts out fear. You give me a sound mind to be able to really think and make sure that I focus my mind on you and on what your word says. And I'm not going to give fear the right to control my life because I have power over that. Your love conquers fear. And yeah, I can renew my mind to what your word says. See, that's how we walk through. When you, we're, we're, there's going to be moments of fear in your life. There's going to be moments where, where fear tries to creep in. And instead of focusing on, oh, he's not, that's not from God, that's not from God. Focus on what God's given you because that will help you overcome it. That God's given you power. All of you. All of us. He's given us power. All right, so, so God gives us power. Power comes from the Holy Spirit. Look at Acts 1, 4 and 5. Now, listen, we're going to talk about this because some people, uh, there is a, 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 a deeper level as a spirit-filled believer. There's a deeper level of power. Not just when you get saved, but even a deeper level where you open up your life for the Holy Spirit to really lead you and guide you. Okay, so here's, here's the, uh, when Jesus was eating with them, he commanded them. He said, listen, talking about the apostles, the disciples, he says, listen, do not leave Jerusalem until you have received the gift that the Father promised you. As I've told you before, John baptizes with water. But in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit, a whole new place of power. These, these, were, the, these were disciples. It wasn't like, it was just like, hey, you're finally going to really serve me. You're finally going to get saved. You're finally going to, no, these were people that love God, were committed to Jesus. But he's saying there's even a different level that I want you to go. And don't do anything. Don't start trying to go out and minister to everybody and go into all the world and preach the gospel until you get this power. Because that's how God designed it to work. Let's go to the next scripture, Acts 1-8. This is when it happens. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And then you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and other most parts of the earth. So he's saying this. When you receive this power, then you can go and be my witnesses. Don't try to go witness Without the power. You have to have the power that comes from the Holy Spirit to be effective in, in ministering to people. Be effective in encouraging people. To be effective in what God's called us to do. None of this can happen until we receive it first. You have to be embraced by God just the way you are. 
You have to let the Holy Spirit, your encourager, come alongside of you and encourage you and point you in the things that God has for you. You have to surrender your life for the leading of the Holy Spirit. And then you have to be able to allow God to equip you with what you need. And then God empowers you. Then you go out and encourage, equip, I mean embrace, equip, encourage, and empower others. And then from there they will go out and embrace, encourage, equip, and empower others. But it all starts with us receiving it ourselves. Let's go to uh, these two verses here, Acts 8, 14. When the apostles in Jerusalem heard the people of Samaria had accepted God's message, they sent Peter and John there. As soon as they arrived, they prayed for these new believers. See, they were already believers, new believers, to receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit had not yet come upon them, for they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John laid their hands upon them and these believers, and said, and they received the Holy Spirit. All right? Let's go to the next one. Another example. Apollos was in Corinth. Paul traveled through the interior regions until he reached Ephesus on the coast where he found several believers. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believe, he asked them. No, they replied. We haven't even heard that there's a Holy Spirit. But this was believers. Then what baptism did you experience? And they replied, the baptism of John. Paul said John's baptism called for repentance from sin, but John himself told people to believe in the one who would come later, meaning Jesus. As soon as they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them. They spoke in other tongues and they prophesied. So here's what happens. You have these believers that open themselves up to the power that comes from the Holy Spirit. Now, I know usually when we talk about the Holy Spirit, Some people get really nervous. And let me just encourage you. The Holy Spirit is not and has never been weird. People are. The weird stuff that you've heard about was weird people. The weird things that you've seen is weird people. Because the Holy Spirit is not weird. When you see the Holy Spirit doing things... And, and, and ministering through people, it's resulting in people's lives being changed. Not fear. doesn't result in people running like, what in the world? That's crazy. Those people are weird. That's not it. It resulted even, when, even in the, when, when the day of Pentecost came and the Holy Spirit fell. You know what? Even then, people were hearing in their own language that they understood. They were hearing the good things that God has done. They were hearing things. It was drawing them. It wasn't pushing them away. It was drawing them in. So for us, it's not this weird thing. It's basically realizing that when we surrender ourselves completely to the work of God, including his Holy Spirit, to say, Spirit, you lead me today and guide me today. Because listen, Jesus is at the right hand of the Father. When Jesus said, I'm going so your comforter can come, there is a comforter that's going to come, and he, the Holy Spirit, will be with you always, and he will teach you all things. He will show you the truth. He will speak to you the things that God is telling him to say. The Holy Spirit speaks to you on behalf of God. So you have an encourager, the Holy Spirit, that is with you every day. And sometimes when you go to make a decision and you have this check, this something in you is like, man, I don't know. Sometimes that's the Holy Spirit saying, hold up. Just, just hold on a second. See, we have, to be, we have to be ready to allow the Spirit to speak to us and, the, and God to speak to us through his Holy Spirit 
Because, listen, life is crazy now around here. It's crazy. But if, you, but if we reject the work of the Spirit in our life because we see people do weird things, I promise you, the Holy Spirit will not make you grab the microphone at Target and start speaking in tongues going crazy. <laughs> Can't help it, that's the Spirit. No, it's not. That's you, weirdo. There are, we do have to be a little bit more open and say, listen, Holy Spirit, that's, what, that's the messenger that God has given you to walk in power. That's why he told the disciples, don't do anything until you get this gift. And the gift is simply, it's all, all it is is, you know what? Holy Spirit, I'll open my life up to you today. I surrender my life to you. Spirit of God, lead me. That's it. There's no formula. There's no, it's just you and God and just, just allowing his spirit to, to lead you. There's been times in my life where we just felt like we needed to do something. Even this morning, I did not hear the Lord say to me, Scott, take a picture, send it to Amy. I was like, oh, yes, Lord, I, I hear. That wasn't it. You know what? There was something in me. That this, I believe the Spirit of God was just saying, listen, this is one way that I want to use you to bring encouragement to someone who's not here that needs to be encouraged today. Would you be obedient? That's, that, see, that's the Holy Spirit. It's not weird. I've never heard an audible voice of God, ever. I've never, he's never called my name out loud where I just thought, Who, is that you? Who? I never have. But I hear the voice of God, and so do you. It comes through the Word. It comes through the Spirit of God in you, a lot of different ways. But listen, there is power that comes from the Holy Spirit. And if you, as a believer, don't think, well, I got saved, that's all I need. No, open yourself up to full, everyday control of the Holy Spirit in your life. He'll lead you. He'll, he'll encourage you. He'll, he'll, he'll take you places you can never get on your own. That's his work. There's power. He brings power when he comes to you. And we got to be open for that. Ephesians 3.20. All glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we could ask or think. It's because of the spirit and the power that's at work. We're in us. In you right now is power. In you right now is power. And I don't know why, I always, when I was younger, so if you're my age, you know, 20s, um, just kidding. <laughs> but if you're my age, there was a song, and it's not Christian, so I apologize. I don't know the name of it, and don't look it up, because I don't know, there could be some bad stuff in it. But it was all like, I got the power, and it was boom. It was one of those, you know, crank your, well, when I was a kid, crank your car up real loud, you're driving, all down the road. And it just kept, I got the power, and it kept saying that. Guess what? Maybe not the same lyrics of all of that, but you can say every day of your life, you have the power. You have the power to accomplish everything God's called you to do. You have it inside of you already. Just have to open up and be willing to let that, let the Holy Spirit lead you. You know, just don't try so hard. Don't try to control it all. Don't try to live your life what you think. Surrender to the Holy Spirit. He'll do a much better job with your life than you will. And guess what? You will be happier. I promise you. 
Well, what if he doesn't have me do what I want to do? Guess what? I'm not in the FBI, but I'm way happier. I'm way happier than I would be if I was because that was just a, I was just a, oh, I think that would be fun. That would be cool. But I'm, but I'm so fulfilled in my life right now, completely fulfilled because God's given me this desire, and I love it. And he'll do the same thing for you. He's not about taking anything from you. He's about encouraging you and blessing you. Look at Romans 1.4. And he has shown to be the son of God when he was raised from the dead by what? The power of the Holy Spirit. When Jesus was in the grave, he rose again by the power of the Holy Spirit. You know that says to me? The power of God that is in you. And, and I think it's Romans 8. I was going to say 11, I don't remember, but it says the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. If you have that kind of power, then you know what that means? Let's just say that you've let some things that God's wanted to do and you've let that kind of die out. You've let some of the dreams and the desires that God's put in your heart. You think, I'll never do it. There's no way I can't accomplish this. I can't. Man, the spirit of God can bring all that back to life and restore you right back on the path where you need to be. Because that's, that's the power that you have. Are you realizing the importance of power yet? All right. For those three, I want to keep going then. The third one, power from God's word. You have power that comes from the word of God. Look at this. In uh, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. For the word of God is alive and, you know what powerful means? I'll give you a clue. Take the last three letters off and put it in front of it. It means you're full of power. Powerful. Full of power. The word, this word right here is full of power. This is God's word. You want to know how powerful God's word is? This place that we live in, this earth, this world, came to be because of God's word. He said, let there be, and then there was. I don't want to rock your teaching, but there was no boom. Oh, look, the world. It wasn't like that. God created it because he spoke it. His word brought things to life. His word created things that weren't there. Which means his word in your life can create things and do things that you're not even thinking about, that you don't even know about, that aren't even happening in your life right now. But a word from God can change everything. A word from God can just Turn everything in, in just like that. I mean, think about it. Look around at creation. You think about like the, the seas and the world and the stars and the trees and, and, and everything. You just think about like how does all that work? I tell you, God just said, uh, let there be a tree. There it is. Let there be light. And here's the good part about God. You ever thought about this? God created light before the sun. A lot of people think, well, the sun, it gives all the... No. How did God say, let there be light? And then later it says, it creates the sun and moon. I mean, because he just, whether he just, he can. He can do anything. He can do everything. And he's given you that power because of the Holy Spirit, because of his word. If you don't get in this book, I just want to encourage you. I don't want to condemn you because we all have our moments. We get busy. We get, but I want to encourage you. Just 
You need some power? Just power on every page. There's power on every page for you to see things different, to, to see life different. All right? Let's keep going. So the power flows in us. Look, I want to use this analogy real quick. Is this plugged in? All right. Don't look right at this. It's bright. I don't know how bright it is. It's bright. It's real bright. I just looked at it. Hold on. I'll get a good, I'll get my sight back in just a second. Um, this right here is plugged in to this outlet. There's an outlet right there. This in itself has no power. But it requires power to work. So what does what does what has to happen to this for it to work? It's got to connect to power. It's got to connect to some source of power. You can say, you know, you can say to somebody, hey, you know, hey, can you, can you, I need some light over here. And I can just take this over without plugging it in. Guess what? Nothing. Nothing because it's not attached over here. It's not plugged into the power. Guess what? There are believers all over the world that aren't connected. And they're trying and they're praying and they're trying to experience and they're trying to use this power. They're trying to demonstrate power. They're trying to feel power. They're trying to understand God's power. And they're not connected. And all they're doing is talking. And this isn't meant to be, I'm not trying to be mean or, 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 or talk bad of anything. I'm just trying to let you know that for us as believers, we're, we're not, we cannot function we cannot reach our, our full ability and potential that God has put in us without connecting to the power. And if you're going around and people around you and they see no light in you, because the Bible says let your light shine before people that they see your good deeds and glorify the Father. If there's no light in you, you check the plug. Because if you're not connected you're not going to demonstrate all that you're supposed to. You're not going to experience all that you're supposed to because you never plugged in. This right here is very effective. This is the light that should be coming from our life. This is what people should see in us, a demonstration of the power of God at work in our life daily. And if we're no different than the world around us, then we're not plugged in. And I'm not, I'm not being mean. I'm just saying, honest, I, as a pastor, I, I'm responsible to speak the truth. If we're not plugged in, we'll never get there. Jesus said, look, abide in me. When you abide in me and I abide in you, you will do things and there will be fruit, lasting fruit. There will continue to be fruit in your life when you abide in me. But why do we have People all over that, they, man, they know, listen, don't get me wrong, but just knowing Scripture is not going to change your life. The devil knows the Scripture. He used it against Jesus in the, in the, at the temptation. Just knowing it because you went to Sunday school class when you were seven, I can tell you stories in the Bible, but a lot of people can. But it's, it's listen, it's, it's not enough to know the Word. You have to know the God behind the word. Because when you know the God behind the word, his word makes a lot more sense. 
Because now you know, you're, you know the source of where this is coming from, and you know the, the, the backing behind it. You know the power behind it because it's actually the, the God of this universe. It's his words. Just memorizing the scripture, it doesn't do it. If you don't know the God behind it all, you don't know the God who's speaking it, it's not enough. you got to be connected. You have to be connected, right? See, y'all ain't amen as good as I'm preaching right now. I'm just going to tell you. No, I'm just kidding. All right. So let's look at these scriptures real quick. How God's supposed to flow through us. John 14, 10. Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? This is Jesus saying. He says, the words I speak are not my own. But my Father who lives in me does the work through me. Here's what he's saying. Everything that I say and everything that I do comes from him. You know what that means? Jesus was connected to his Father. And when he says greater works will you do, he's telling you that for you to do what I'm doing, you better be connected where I'm connected. Or you won't do it. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. That spirit comes from a connection to the Father. We have to be connected to see that power manifest. Look at uh, Acts 4, 7 through 10. They brought in two disciples and demanded, by what power and whose name have you done this? This is when Peter and John are on their way to the temple. And remember, they're going to pray. They didn't get up that day and say, we're going to go heal a lame man. Nope. They were connecting with Jesus. They were praying. That's what they did. Ministry happens along the way. You don't pursue the, pursue the stuff. You pursue Jesus. Ministry happens along the way. Don't, don't leave here saying, I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to start doing this. No, you pursue Jesus. That stuff will happen. Because they were going to Jesus along the way. They saw this guy who needed some Jesus, and they, speak, they spoke the word, and they helped him, and he was miraculously healed. So this lame man had just got up, started dancing and running around, and everybody saw it. So now they're asking him, okay, wait a minute. Where would you get this power? Who, who's, who, who's, what power did this come from? So Peter, say the next part, filled with. See, remember Peter before the Holy Spirit fell? I'll never deny you, Jesus. I'll never deny you. I'll, I'll die for you. Not too long after that, do you know Jesus? I have no idea who he is. Nope. Scared. All of a sudden denies Jesus three times. Great heart, wanted to do the right thing, but he denied Jesus. Why? That power wasn't manifested. Now you have, now you have Peter, who is now being questioned for this miracle that he did. And he's like, yeah, I did it. Power that comes from the Holy Spirit. And he says, listen, rulers, elders of our people, listen, to, to the leaders, I want you to know we're being questioned because we've done a good deed for a, for a crippled man. You want to know how he was healed? Then he says, okay, I'm putting in the attitude part, okay? Peter didn't do this. But I can see Peter saying, let me clearly state how this happened. I want to tell all of you right now, all the people of Israel, that he was healed by the powerful name of Jesus. Not any power of Peter, not any power of John. It, it flowed, is that a word? It flew. <laughs> wow. Anyway, it came out of them. It's a better way to say it. It was God's power, power in the name of Jesus, that came out and demonstrated through Peter and John 
to a man who needed it. That's the power. That's how God wants to flow in us, and then he wants it to flow through us. Philippians 4.13, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Where does your strength come from? Christ. So you can do whatever he's called you to do because of what he's given you. Uh, 2 Corinthians 12.9, each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in your weakness. That's why we've been on this new time in our life, this new season for Thrive, new season for Patty and I as pastors, that we are not going to be a church that you have to be strong. Matter of fact, we're going to be a church where we acknowledge that we're weak because it's only in our weakness that his strength is perfect. And if you feel like you have to have it all together to come in here, then you're missing the whole point of the gospel because Jesus already knows you can't do it. And that's why he says, listen, I'm okay with you being weak because actually I work best in your weakness. When you realize you can't talk yourself up all the time, you can't figure out how to do it all the time, you can't always make everything happen that you need, you can't always be, listen, there's been this time where you just, you, you feel like sometimes the church has made people feel like they always have to be happy, they always have to have joy, they always have to walk with this, ah, and we lie all the time. Come into church. How you doing? Oh, fine, fine. You go home. I'm not fine at all. But we tell each other we're fine all the time because we feel like we got to put this face on. And we got we to make sure we say our, oh, Jesus and, and hallelujah. We got we to gotta do the, oh, during worship. But we got to wave and, and we got to do whatever to act like everything's fine. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you might just need to sit and let God love on you and be okay with it. It's, it's, it's actually wrong. It's actually wrong. For you to deny the fact that you have a bad day or you have a bad moment. Because it's in those moments when it's tough that Jesus says, now's when I'm walking with you where you can see my power work at its finest. Because when you know you can't do it, you stop trying. Right? What if, what if you're like, you know what, man, I'm, I'm hurting today. Well, guess what? So are a lot of other people. They just feel like it's more spiritual to act like we're not. What I'm finding is it's actually a lot stronger for you to say, hey, I'm having a tough time. Because it's then that the genuine love of God can be poured out from you, from others to you, and then from you to others. I know I've said this before, but remember Paul? He says, I do the things I don't want to do. I say I'm going to do it, and then I don't do it. I say I'm not going to do it, then I do it. Paul was all jacked up. What did he say at the end? The answer? It's Jesus. Because even as, a, as Paul, as the Apostle Paul, he says, I, I don't want to do this, but I keep doing it. And I don't want to do this, and I do it. And then I want to do this, and I don't do it. And, and that's, that's, <laughs> amen, brother. That's awesome right there. That's why, that's my man right there, bro. Yes. Preach it. Out of the mouth of babes, I'm telling you, man. God will speak. That's awesome. But here's the thing. When we can, when we do that, it sets us free. It sets us free. I can't tell you this new journey for me of just being a little bit more real about what I feel and how I've connected to people so much stronger. And you know what I find that when I'm honest and say, you know what, I was, I was actually nervous about that. I was a little upset. It hurt my feelings. I told Patty the other day, I came home and I was like, I heard my, someone said something, it hurt my feelings. 
She's like, what is wrong with you? But you know what I realized? Man, I got over it so much faster that I could acknowledge it. And say, you know, it hurt my feelings, but you know what? God loves me. God called me. I'm not here to please them anyway. Right? And I, that's it. So let's, let's just be real. In your weakness, guess what? It's okay. It's okay to hurt. It's okay to struggle. It's okay to have moments. Don't live there and don't lose hope. But when you're there, just look to God. And he's going to strengthen you. And he's going to help you. And he's going to hold you. And you'll get through it. But do not. Do not feel pressure ever. I can't speak for every church, but I can speak for this one as the pastor. You be real when you're here. And if you need someone to pray, then you say pray for me. If you're struggling in a relationship, find another couple and say, would y'all pray with us? Because our marriage is struggling. Because we all have areas of our life we just need to acknowledge and let God deal with it. He'll do a better job. Acts 13, 2 through 4. One day these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting. The Holy Spirit said, dedicate Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I've called them. So after more fasting and prayer, the men laid their, laid their hands on them and, and sent them away. So Barnabas and Saul were sent out by the Holy Spirit. Isn't that funny? The men laid hands on them, prayed for them, and sent them out. And the next verse says they were sent by the Holy Spirit. You know why? Because the, the Holy Spirit can use you to empower people to do what God's called them to do. But guess what the empowering is really coming from? The sending them out in power and authority. It's coming from the Holy Spirit. And Paul, uh, Barnabas, Barnabas and Saul, they were sent out by these elders, prayed over, go do what God's called you to do. Yet when they go, it says they were sent by the Holy Spirit because of the power that flows through, through them. It's still the Holy Spirit's power, right? Now, we talked about this, and we're going to finish with this, all right? Here's the, Chris, can you help me here? Take this light and move it over to the other side of this stage. Just move that over there. All right. Here's the good part. Ready for this? Well, now this is all tangled up. Don't go too far. Thank you. All right. This was, this is, this was you. You have to be connected to the power. When you, allow, when you allow God's power to connect to you, then guess what happens to you? You become one of these. And this is your neighbor. Or this is your friend. This is that worker you've been talking to. This is that person that God's brought across your path for you to help, for you to pray for, for you to encourage. And here's what happens. Okay? Where did their power come from? Where did it flow through? You. But where did it come from? God. So you connect to God and your light shines like crazy. And then when there's someone else that they have a hard time, they don't understand and they're, they're a little nervous and they, they're not sure they've had a bad experience and they haven't fully committed their life to God. 
guess what God can use to help bring hope and strength and what they need into their life? He uses you. And you've gone from someone who's not just connected, but now you're actually a source of power for other people. And now your neighbor, they're living better than they have ever because you moved in. And because every time you reach out to them, God's power is flowing through you into them. You know, even, even when I've done hospital visits and different things and, and you visit people or people are having a hard time in a relationship, whatever. You know, sometimes when people are tired and they're struggling, they don't, they just, it's hard for them to connect. There's so much in their mind. There's so much question and confusion, all this stuff sometimes. And sometimes God just wants to use you just to love on them and encourage them. And their power can come from them through you as long as you're connected there. But if you're not connected there, there's no power here. Okay, take, take it as a relationship. Your relationship. If you're not connected, there's no power here. You have to stay connected. Because, listen, you can only, you can only walk in power and help others. You can only empower other people if you're, if you're connected to the power yourself. That's it. This last scripture in Acts 19 Listen to this. It says, there was a group of Jews traveling from town to town that were casting out evil spirits. They tried to use the name of the Lord Jesus, saying in their incantation, I command you in the name of Jesus who Paul preaches to come out. Seven sons of Sceva, the leading priests, were doing this. But one time they tried it. The evil spirit replied, I know Jesus and I know Paul, but who are you? So then the man with the evil spirit leaped on them, overpowered them, attacked them with such violence they fled from the house naked and battered. Basically, they got the fire beat out of them. They got beat so bad their clothes were off. And they run from this place naked and battered. Why? Because they tried to operate in power without being connected to power. And you can't do it. You can't, you can't say, well, you know what? That verse that Scott talked about can't do that you can't do that you have to connect you have to connect and when you connect to that power then you will walk in that power but there is no power without you connecting to the source of power as, as silly as that would be for you to keep turning the switch on and off on the lamp when it's not plugged in Come on, man, one time it might catch, it might catch. I'm just going to save you a lot of time. It's not going to catch. It's not going to light up because it's not connected. And, and, and what happened in that story is they, they wanted the power without connecting to the power. And it's not going to happen. We need to let God use us. But he's got to work in us before he can work through us. We are, listen, we're called by God to share the good news with people. We're called to help people. We're called to come alongside of people. We're called to embrace and encourage, equip, and empower people. That's what he's called us to do. But in order for us to do that effectively, all of these, it has to start with us and that happening to us first. And then it happens through us.